2: After a little hiatus, little two week hiatus, this is Holly
1: and Amy and Kristen. Did you and miss me- us?
2: <laughs> I missed y'all. I did. Of course. You had a we- very
1: nice hiatus. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're talking hiatus. We're yeah. really just talking about you. You had the hiatus. Hello, <laughs>
2: trip. Hello, trip. A little trip. So oh, I. I'll, actually, we we kind of want to talk about this trip because it was it was an eye opener, girls. It was a little bit of an eye opener. Um, I had a lot of people message me and ask about vaccination status on my trip because I was in Europe. I was in I was in England. I was in London for about 24 hours, and then I was in Greece and the Greek islands, Mykonos and Santorini, uh, in for the rest of the trip. And I did have some of you message me and ask what I had to do to go. And, um, I, you know, maybe some of you are new to the podcast, <laughs> but right. I feel like you would probably guess that, I guess you thought maybe I had a fake card or something. I would not, I would have given up this amazing, like once in a lifetime trips to Greece. If I had to have anything, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't even put on a mask, not on a plane, not in public not in a restaurant, didn't take a mask with me, okay? Um, and so when this trip was planned months ago, uh, I, was, I wasn't I was sure it was gonna happen. To be honest with you, it wasn't until I was on the plane that I was like, well, I guess this is happening because of the <laughs> state of the world and because of the way things have been and the mandates and the shifting of how one country does one thing and one country does another or one town or city or or business. You know, it's so... I mean, like Kristen, you said earlier, like if it's science, then
1: everybody- science changes in a different
0: country or a different (laughs) town, then it ain't science. Right, science (laughs) doesn't change across county lines. No, no,
2: no. so I um, want everybody to know, it was eye-opening to be in Europe. I saw hardly any masks in the UK. Now I'm talking all through the streets of London, and in, in, I went, to be honest with you, I went to Richmond, a little suburb of London, because I, I love Ted Lasso. So I wanted to go have a beer in Ted Lasso's bar. So I did. And it was amazing. Um, but I saw no masks. There was no testing to go in. There was no testing to go to London. There was no testing to go to Greece. The only thing that was required of me is to test to come back home. So y'all better know, I took my Betadine. Kristen, Amy, <laughs> and my, 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 um, uh, uh, Q-tips. Thank you. Q-tips. So I could swab my nose every day, keep that viral load out, but also because it should kill anything that <laughs> would be up in my nose. And all right. just FYI, we've talked about beta dye in the past. It kills COVID kind of on contact. So Paul and I were prepared to go be well, be healthy, all the things guys. I am telling you in Greece, it was the same. I took public transport, I took a ferry um, uh, between the islands. I was in in enclosed spaces, restaurants. You hardly saw a mask ever. It's as if COVID has not happened in Europe and where I was. And I'm just speaking about Greece and and, and the UK, specifically London, because as as Kristen said, obviously science is not science when everybody's kind of treating differently. But it felt girls like, They were ahead of the U.S. And let me tell you why. I come home and the next morning, go to the grocery store, jet lagged and everything. And I saw so many masks, more masks, guys, than I saw in the JFK airport in New York City flying home. Now, JFK airport's got to imagine, you got people coming in from everywhere and there's no mandate on the airport there. So truly you saw very few masks in that airport. If I saw a mask in Greece, it was an American.
0: What now, the heck?
2: <laughs> this is what is so screwy. I just wanted to like say to people like. Where, just think. Just think. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but also, what is your source of information? Okay, because I also know of, uh, uh, you know, some folks that was with our group that were with our group that. I think apparently wore a mask for a tour they had in Athens, but weren't wearing a mask with all of us. And I'm like, was that required on your tour? I don't know. It wasn't because other people weren't. But again, where's the science for the decision? At this point, it is. it feels like, and I'm not judging what people's motives are, but sometimes it really feels like it is a political statement to do it.
0: Yeah, like a virtue signal. But yeah. also my question is, Holly, like, I don't know, you know, I think a lot of our issues, have to do with our lovely mainstream media who pushed the propaganda and fear down everyone's throats for so Mm -hmm. long. I wonder what it's like in Europe, like what kind of media coverage and how they present it and everything. Like, I wonder if it's different. I don't know. Well,
2: certainly, you know, on our televisions, the U.S. media is on, you can get CNN, CNN on the televisions there, but (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. But mostly what I saw was not, was not American news on the TVs in the hotel rooms. Mostly what I saw was, you know, their, their type of news, the BBC, that kind of thing. But we also know you can't trust Britain either, because we know that the, um what was it, the news, what, you know, what was that, what was that thing that was passed early on with COVID, the Trusted News Initiative, or the, yeah. trade, that yeah. came out of Great Britain. So, Again, they have had censorship as well. And we know um, You know, many Brits have spoken out about this. They, they, they face a lot of the same things we have. However, there's a culture thing there. Let's think about it this way. What country had the most to gain by enslaving people to fear of COVID? Which country had the most to gain?
0: Definitely us.
2: Yeah, why? Because our pharmaceutical companies, the vaccine makers, three of the big four, AstraZeneca, I don't think is here, right? But the other three are based here in the U.S. It brought a lot of money to our government and a lot of money to pharma, right? The non new billionaires created out of these vaccines. So I believe that's what's tainted our waters. I believe that's what's informed the, the perception in this country of how to handle things. There are still people who do not know the truth. And Uh, We've interviewed, listen, you know, we on this podcast, if this is your first time listening in, thanks for listening. And we've interviewed the leading experts in their field, some of the leading experts on the fields from the pathology of this to the treatment of this. And they have said unequivocally, something is wrong. These medical doctors are, are, are saying something is wrong here. The media won't cover it and the government won't support it. And instead, they are attacking anyone that says, don't be so scared.
0: Well, also, Holly, when you said, like, you think it's like a a political statement, the masks, like, especially here in the United States and North Carolina, like, that's another difference. I don't know, you know, here, our, our party system is so divided Divided. and divisive right now that it is almost like people are like, well, you know, if I vote this way, I'm going to keep this going because I can't look stupid now. And like, I guess other countries like Greece and, and, and London, you know, not London being a country, but their party system, maybe they don't have the, the divide, the political extremes, divide. you know, I don't yeah. know, but it's just- I mean, war.
2: that might that might be it because, you know, as, as we know, the government can be corrupt, it doesn't mean it's people are, right? The, the government can have an agenda, it doesn't mean the citizens do. And I can just see from observing the citizens in these countries that they act as if COVID was never a thing, ever, 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 ever. And I wanna point out something else. You know, when we were sitting in the airport in Raleigh, it's, by the way, Raleigh Airport is where I saw the most masks over JFK,
1: and I'm sitting in interested- a. Because of their, vac- I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, I know no. we have so much more propaganda and so much more divisiveness and stuff here, and more extreme. You know, no. like really more. But do you think it's uh, it, it? could be a little bit from the high vaccination rate there. I feel like they dropped no. a lot of mask stuff, and people probably have, of course, that false sense of you know security because they're vaccinated. And whereas here, I truly think a lot, the people that, that, let's be honest, the people who are wearing masks, they're vaccinated. They're vaccinated, right? Right? And they they are thinking that it's either a virtue signal, I'm doing this to protect the others who, if they're trying to protect the others, then those others should be vaccinated if they need protection anyway, Right? or they are wearing a mask to protect, them from you who is not vaccinated and not right. wearing a mask and that's not going to work so it's
0: all that's like it's yeah. like it's like come on well, and the other countries didn't have trump
2: and i right. feel like that
0: <laughs> is one of the things that made this Worse. virus here yeah. yeah so divisive people just hated him so whatever he said or if he said yeah. you know masks are let's open the schools or yeah. hydroxychloroquine can work like whatever he said those people that hate him are gonna run the opposite way. In other countries they don't have that political leadership sure. so they don't care. Well, like what's funny not- is
1: even the vaccine situation. When Trump when Trump was trying to get the vaccine, you remember that video clip of yeah. all the people saying, I, I don't. I don't trust. I trust I'm not. That. I'm not going to trust yeah. that. I'm not going to yeah. take that. I don't really trust the FDA. I don't really trust the CDC. And it's, uh, it's funny how the role has been reversed yep. once somebody else got in charge. If we want yeah. to say, in well,
2: and and here's the other thing that was interesting. <laughs> Sitting in the Raleigh Durham Airport, there's a young girl looks like she's in her twenties, sits down next to me and Paul, which by the way, there was, you know, a crowded airport. There's not six feet between the tables. She and I were probably a good four and a half feet apart. She sits down double masked. And Paul (laughs) gives me a look across the table like, wonder what she thinks. Like, what does she think? She's one of the few sitting in here, two masks on, but you guys, she sits down. What does she do?
1: Take her mask off to eat.
2: Yeah. Not even it, like takes her, mouth she was I, holding her. breath. I mean, she had to hold it for 20 minutes then, because like the, this is what I'm saying. This, there's no logic to this. And it's why we started this podcast. Thank for the love of God. I need more people to think it's driving me crazy. Just think about this. At what point can the COVID not get
1: you just
0: because your ass is in a seat in a restaurant? That's
1: exactly.
0: Covid immune. It just does not. It's point where when people are wearing masks, like literally, I I want to shake them, like awake, like yeah. I want to say, like, what are you doing, and why are you doing this? Please tell me why. Why are you? I, doing I this? wish I could say swipe? something
1: because, yeah. it's not to be mean. It's right. to make them feel less fearful yeah. because you know that you know if it is the reason that they are legit scared and they legit think Maybe that, that mask it. is going to help them, yeah, then. I just want them to to know it, it's not. Or maybe <laughs> I mean, they're just like introverts. I don't know. And they, I mean, they want
0: an excuse to not have to talk to people or they want an excuse to like, maybe they don't like their smile. They don't like their teeth. I mean,
1: it, they don't, I mean, I mean actually that is true. Someone told me that. Um,
0: it's a like parent, a good
1: excuse. A parent just told me the other day they were driving their kid to school and one of the kids from their school or whatever was at the bus stop outside wearing a mask. And they're like, how do you think that they're still doing that. Do you think it's their parents or whatever? And they said that particular kid um, does not like the way he or she, they, them, whatever, I can't remember, um, was... um, the way they looked so the yeah. mask covered them covered them sure. and i was like oh that's sad i really honestly haven't thought about that with kids yeah. like who are depressed and anxious or have acne or who have yeah. who, or just literally don't like the way they look it does cover i mean yeah. i do remember thinking well shit, at least i don't have to put makeup on i could just go. Well, i mean you know that's that was one benefit <laughs> <laughs>
2: right well and and some people have their reasons but i will say that the the uh airline did make an announcement on one of my flights no masks are required on this flight. Please respect the people around you for whatever decision they make about a mask. Yes. Well, that's yes. good. That's the way it should be, right? Okay, but speaking of COVID, Fauci got the COVID.
1: Oh, yes. I hope they put him on remdesivir. <laughs> that's what my mom said. She I, I, I don't wish harm on anybody, but he loves that stuff. Yes. And he thinks it's completely safe and effective. So I really wonder, I'm just curious, did he take anything? No. Aren't you curious? no, do you think he took, do you, do you think somebody slipped him some ivermectin? You think he's like, cause you know, he knows. Yeah. He,
0: knows he probably hasn't been vaccinated, honestly. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Truly. I mean,
2: how many times boosted, he said he was triple boosted, right? Is that, am I wrong? Or was it huh? With with right.
0: Well, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Well, we someone, someone shared something with, with
1: us. Right out of the bow.
2: I don't want to spread any misinformation because I can't verify totally this. Good. No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I'm just saying what I'm about to say. But someone did tell us recently that a doctor had spoken out years ago and said that Bill Gates did not vaccinate his children on, yeah. on the schedule. And I have to say, that's very actually, uh, my sister told me this years ago, uh, the San Francisco area, a lot of those highly intellectual people were anti-vaxxers or off the off of the um, protocol vaxxers. In other words, they were delaying vaccinations or not vaccinating at all because they knew the science mm-hmm. behind giving them too many, give them to them when they're young, too young. And so it's interesting. It's something we do need to get to the bottom of because again, mm-hmm. you know, rules for thee, but not for me, right? You're, you're pushing all this stuff. This is where you lose tremendous credibility because, and we saw this all over COVID, Gavin Newsom, not, not masking up when he's, when he is literally imprisoning every California in their homes, right? Not, he
1: didn't vaccinate his um, his kid either because he didn't he wasn't it his kid that when he was mandating it for kids oh, yeah. or, and he said I'm letting the you know the other people with priority get it first or yeah. maybe it was even I him think I, I swear that. that I was like oh aren't you sweet just care
0: so much about others
1: gosh look at that heart and compassion He <laughs> just bleeds I mean, compassion
2: I mean you know <laughs> again I just Again, I imagine if Fauci did everything he's told the American public to do, how did he still get COVID? And I just, there's so much gaslighting now. Because if, it is
1: not effective. What what Dr. Cole keeps saying, it's the wrong therapy for the wrong disease. It does not even exist. Uh-uh. They, y'all, please remember, they tested this on the original Wuhan strain. That, Shiitake is gone. 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 It is gone. It is gone. Just gone. gone. Um. So speaking of,
2: um, talking about just people not knowing the facts, it is. It's. It's absolutely time, Americans, that we hold our media and our government responsible. I don't know what that's going to look like, but we have such a misinformation problem in this country and a manipulation of information it's it's strange to me right now that all that the mainstream can seem to focus on is january 6th mm. when our economy is in such bad shape the stock market is plummeting the even democrats are crying are are, are now accused God. you got don lemon speaking out about biden's cognitive abilities like he is mm. concerned about his cognitive ability like Thank you, Don Lemon. You're finally gonna actually acknowledge what the rest of us have been screaming for a whole year, which is something is not right. But we have gotta have some accountability here because what's happened with, from everything from Hunter Biden's laptop to the fact that Trump was 100% acquitted of the Russian disinformation campaign, it was proven that it was tied back to Hillary Clinton. And yet nothing, there are no consequences to her or anyone else. And I did see that someone asked her if she was gonna run again, and she said, absolutely not. And I thought, I bet you won't, because you know good and damn well what's be. gonna happen. What's going everybody, know, gonna happen? You're damn
0: dirt. Yeah, well, when this when everything flips in November and it's time to, time for the presidential race, whoever's going up is better it, be ready. Better be you're ready. Gonna We're gonna
2: be all gonna get over the
0: holes.
1: Mm.
2: And so that we see some encouraging news. And when I say encouraging, listen, the three of us are independent registered voters, right? We we don't care what party someone is. We care about the truth. That is where we agree is that the truth is what matters and that you are honorable in your intentions to serve this country and not bought by uh, corporations or the media or what have you. So there's something exciting that happened in Texas while I was in Greece. There was an election that has been a Democrat for how long girls? Can y'all pull that data up for me real quick? I don't want to misspeak on it, um, but- A long I, time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> a long time. Oh, a long yeah, dang time. And it flipped red for the first time in however many years. And- 150 years. 150 years. Flipped red for the first
0: time. And Amy, can you read some of that to our audience? Yep, Uh, let's see. So it's Republican. Her name is Mayra, I think, or Myra, maybe, Uh Flores. Um, She is Hispanic, and she defeated um, the Democrat Dan Sanchez by eight points in a heavily Hispanic district, becoming the first Mexican-born woman in Congress and the first Republican to represent the Rio Grande Valley in roughly 150 years. Um and she said, um, well, somebody who's Garcia. The red wave is here. Now more than ever, Hispanics feel a genuine sense of belonging with the GOP. We know mm-hmm. Hispanics are conservative on education, on social issues. We're pro life and pro gun. We want lower taxes, religious freedom, and school choice. That
1: sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> and she says, I like um, that. <laughs> she said, in, in, in addition to uh inflation. Controlling the border is a critical issue for those she is hoping to represent. She said, we don't need more facilities because they just keep opening up more facilities to house the immigrants mm. coming in. Like Remember that video you yes. found? Like was, like turning a whole Walmart, defunct Walmart into like a,
3: a oh. facility.
0: She said, we don't need more facilities. I don't need more immigration judges. What we need to do is enforce the laws on the books. We need to secure the border.
1: Tell them you're, while we're on the border, tell them, let's tell them those stats Woo! that you just screenshot it, the stats at okay. the border with the terrorists. So, yeah, well, <laughs> this will help you sleep tonight.
0: Yes. Um, well, while we're at it. While we're at it. Just make y'all feel really good. That, um, <laughs> the terror watch list. So we have apprehended 50 on the terror watch list this year, um, which is like the most ever. And let's see, let me find it because... I didn't That's that just, and this is
1: just the terror watch list. Like, there's obviously tons more they have apprehended, but yeah, yeah,
0: just on the terror watch list. And um, I think he's in fiscal year 2021, we apprehended 15, in 2023, in 2019, zero. Um, so
2: who was president? And who was president in 2019?
0: I don't know. Um, somebody. Yeah. I I orange man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, fifty. That's like more than double, triple, whatever the yeah. amount before. So that, and then also um, in May we had the the highest um, migrant crossings like ever in history. I think it was like two hundred thirty nine thousand four hundred and sixteen mm. migrant crossings in just the month of May. Okay, twenty five percent of those had previously been deported. Mm. 14,699 of those were unaccompanied minors, and 69% of them were single adults. Now, and also, it did say that out of the 239,416, about 100,000 of them were removed under Title 42. Mm. So, you know, it wasn't, I guess, all 239 didn't come in, but... Um, 139. And I am going to refer
1: y'all back to, we don't have to play it because we've got a couple other videos, but this video that we posted on our Instagram page, and we have a rumble link if you want to share it with anybody, it is quite eye-opening talking about the quote refugee game. What our tax dollars are paying for is essentially more child trafficking. So I know there's so many people, of course we say this over and over again, of course we have compassion and you know empathy for these people who are trying to escape the dangerous situation where they are but y'all they're not coming to a safer place it is not the america that they are hoping and dreaming i mean maybe there's you know slight possibilities you know and i'm sure where they're leaving it probably isn't much better but they but but our tax dollars are paying for this they said that what they're doing now they don't even have to check the sponsors, the other people that are living in the house with the sponsors and the lady that, they re- that um, was on this interview, she said, none of the sponsors, none are here legally. They have had zero legal sponsors in this program. So anybody, I guess it sounds like anybody crossing the border can no. actually just say that they're a sponsor.
2: Okay,
1: so I I can cross the border illegally and then sign up as a
2: sponsor and bring more illegal people over
1: the border. Is that what that you're saying? That's exactly what it's sounding like. Because it it used to be that they had to vet anybody who was in the home, who, wherever this child was going. And yeah. you say you're a sponsor. You you do a background check on the sponsor, but you also have to ask who is living in the home because it could be you know, someone, you know, being like the little pawn and then have these shady people back that are living there. Yeah. They're not even allowed to ask now because it's so busy and so crazy. And I don't know if it's just because of that or if it's just the rule because they're just trying to turn the other cheek.
0: But that's scary and that's sad and our tax dollars are paying for that. And speaking of our tax dollars, yes. um, he has also, uh, Biden announced that that our tax dollars will go to, we're pledging 645 million to food insecurity and other challenges in Latin America. Okay.
2: Okay. And so food. now we have a little food crisis that perhaps is, is on our soil. We'll talk about it in a it? second.
1: And well, I'm not even buying groceries at the store. I'm like, oh, I'm paying an extra $2 for that. No, <laughs> yo, My grocery bill, just when I got home
2: and I'm talking, buying the basics for a family of, you know, five people in my house right now, I am just telling y'all, and, and that ain't cover meals. I mean, this was literally like your basics, right? Like your healthy staples, over $200. And that's me picking, like trying to pick the things that were the, you know, special at the grocery oh, right, store. Right. right. Like, I am like, how do y'all, this is awful. How are people who live paycheck to paycheck doing this? And I'm gonna keep saying it and saying it and saying it. If you are a Democrat that says you care about the poor and the impoverished and those who are struggling, I am telling you right now, Biden's policies are killing them. It is hurting them the most. People with money, the affluent, aren't feeling the pinch of this like they are. When you don't know how you're gas. Going to put gas in your car, you don't know yes. how you're going to, how you're going to um, put food on the table and this is where we're at. It is not good. And by the way, when this gets this way, the health of America is also becomes in jeopardy because you're buying like frozen pizzas rather than say the grilled chicken because you're just trying to put food in your kids' stomachs and a lot of times in America, I think we're one of the few countries where our poor people are overweight the, right. our food we have a food problem in this country that is a whole sick we That's a
1: whole other
0: episode. Right. We so yeah, we're fixing yeah. food insecurities over in Latin America. So that's good. And we're also, we also sent over um, to Ukraine. another one billion to for military aid to Ukraine. And just to read y'all some of the comments of people on these posts, um, when when this information is posted, everybody's I mean, they all feel like how we feel. It's like America lasts. I can't afford to fill up my gas tank because of inflation, but go ahead. Money and aid to everyone but ourselves. Dog, what about us? What's the point of even being a citizen anymore? So the baby formula shortage here is just small potatoes, I guess. What about us? Meanwhile, parents in the U.S. can't feed their babies. I love your priorities. Where is this money coming from? How will it help our own people? What about the U.S.? America last. What a nightmare. I mean, these people are pissed and they don't care.
2: They yeah. don't care because they continue to blame Putin for it. They they are talk, listen. The Democrats blamed Russia for for Trump winning. It started with Hillary Clinton saying that, that that Russia interfered with the election. Remember, let's all remind everybody before Trump said that elections were rigged, Hillary said it first. And, <laughs> and that's the thing that it's like such hypocrisy. Now I'm not saying that like again what I wish happened in this country is that we had secure elections so that when those elections were over, we didn't have to question whether this election was rigged or not. But unfortunately, what happened over COVID was we had enough things happen that make it where we really don't know. We don't know. We know there's a whole lot of smoke though. There's probably a fire, multiple fires in very strategic places, but we don't know. My point is to say, we blame Russia for everything, but again, it's like, we, when is the Biden administration going to acknowledge and accept that their policies are failing? And I just heard this today, so I need to fact check. But while I was in Greece, apparently he started asking American, uh, American oil companies to drill. Did y'all hear this?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and giving them this deadline. Like he's like, y'all better do this or else. I would tell him to kiss my ass. Is what
2: I would well, say. I would be did. like, "You have screwed us time and time again." And sorry, y'all, we're gonna cuss some on this episode. I can tell. But I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm and from here on out. I can't understand yeah. it. How, 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 how you have screwed them over time and time again. You, your policies kept, shut down pipelines and took me a lot of first Executive orders that was, was like shutting
1: like it, day it down. Day one. Day, day, one, one. day, one.
2: day one. And you're you the one who hurt supply. And demand. Let me, first of all, has a Democrat ever taken an economics lesson? I'm serious. I'm, I really would like to know. Um, I can give you some really amazing economists to to follow so that you can understand when you cut supply, when demand is there, you're going to have prices rising. That is going to happen. In 2019, Chuck Schumer got on TV and yelled about Donald Trump and how he was responsible for rising gas prices and he needed to do something about it. How can you in one breath blame him for, for the rising prices? And for all I know, Trump was responsible for part of that. I have no idea what was going on all the time, if I'm
0: honest. But now say that it's not the president's fault. That's stupid. Right. When when Trump was in office, everything was his fault. But now that Biden's in office, nothing. You know, nothing is his fault. Well, so so it's one way or the other. Like if, if if the commander in chief is in office and whatever happens under that four years under his watch is his fault, then that's fine. But that needs to that needs to be the case every time for everyone that's right that's well a- also do y'all remember it was back in march when somebody asked biden what about the
1: gas prices what what's good what are you going to do he was like nothing we can do putin's fault then turned around and walked away <laughs> remember that yeah remember yeah. that 15 second clip we got it for y'all we could share it I'm- um but tell them show them this because like so we saw this post
0: um So basically, this was, it says, Biden has warned the CEO of top oil companies to to begin producing more oil or he will take emergency actions. So he said, your companies and others have an opportunity to take immediate action to increase the supply of gasoline. My administration is prepared to use all reasonable and appropriate federal government tools and emergency authorities to increase refinery capacity and ensure every region um, has, has oil. The crunch that families are facing deserves immediate action. Your companies need to work with my administration to bring forward concrete near term solutions that address the crisis. And that was sent to the chief executives of like Exxon, Chevron, BP, Marathon, and um, the CEO of American Petroleum released a statement saying, while we appreciate the opportunity to open increased dialogue with the White House, the administration's misguided policy agenda shifting away from domestic oil and natural gas has compounded inflationary pressures and added headwinds to companies' daily efforts to meet growing energy needs while reducing emissions. Mm. So he's like, thanks. We appreciate you wanting to work with us. However, However, your policies did this. Yes. I was glad we called him out. Yeah, Not that it's going to do a damn thing. No, you
1: know,
2: but, but remember when the energy secretary was saying that like all
1: the oil companies were
2: trying to say it, it wasn't Biden's fault either. Remember this yes, clip? With, yes. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh.
0: I, it, again. They just keep repeating it over and over. They just keep repeating it, whatever it is, over and over. And, and it doesn't I matter. I
1: think they go to bed with like one of those things on repeat. Yes. You know, <laughs> where it's just like Putin's fault. Putin's fault. Putin's
2: fault. Putin's 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 fault. Whatever, they say, whatever they say.
0: Whatever they say, just blame it on, you know, just... just <laughs> yeah. Blame
2: it on the Putin. Blame it on the hypnosis. So, so, again, I think our, our antennas should shoot up anytime anyone blames anything other than the attack on Ukraine, on Putin. He is responsible for that. But the things going on in the United States, so much of this has to do with the policies. And we're talking extreme. I don't even want to call them Look, I, I think most Democrats aren't this stupid. I really do. I think they have gone so far with this green agenda. And, mm-hmm. and you know what I was thinking about? If there was more evidence about um, climate change that was incredibly compelling, it would not be hard to convince Americans that this is a growing problem. But the truth is, Some of the experts do not agree. And when I say experts, I mean the smartest people in the world who study this don't all agree on the timeline of global warming. What's actually causing it? And here's why they don't, guys. I don't know if you know this, but we haven't tracked the climate, but for what, the last 150 years? So we don't know what 300 years ago, 500 years, what was going on? We know there was an ice age. What changed that? I don't know. I think the point is to say the science behind this, they don't even agree on. It's kind of like,
1: COVID, right? You don't have yeah. people agreeing on it. Cheryl not- Atkinson had a podcast on, on this. And I, I remember listening while I was in Costco. because I was like, I want to listen to this and understand. And it was called Solar Opposites. Like, yeah. Solar Opposites, okay? And where she interviewed different people in California. Like, and it was all about, like, the solar panels and everything. It was very interesting. I really encourage y'all to go listen to it. Because yeah. I am coming into this completely unbiased and uneducated on it, right. you know, because right. you keep hearing it, it's kind of that propaganda. You keep hearing climate change, climate crisis. I don't know a lot about it. Of course, we try to conserve energy as much as possible and we, we try to do our part, but sure. for it to affect the entire world and not do anything about it, yeah. I think we need to like maybe come to a compromise. And like, and even when yeah. he's saying, you know, I'm not saying that some of this is not Putin's fault as far as like gas, oil, right. you know, all this stuff, sure. but regardless of whose fault it is, it's just like yeah. your are do something about it right. Don't just sit there and blame you you are the in charge of the entire country you are in charge of the united states of america and if there is something that is this big and huge that is affecting
0: every single he's more concerned being, with ukraine and latin america and everywhere else and helping them out though yeah. is what it seems like to me yeah.
1: we are not going to be the, that country to be able to help
0: these people if we keep throwing the money away right now i know we're going to yeah. be the, the poor country. <laughs> and the whole climate change thing, like, I don't know much about it either. I'm totally, like, I'm, I'm coming at it from a very open stance. But I did, what I did not know that I now know is that the electric, um, the batteries for the electric yes. cars yes. are mined. Um, they have to mine for cobalt is slave labor in, like, these African co- countries. They had, it's literally slave labor mining for cobalt. And, and, and the mistreatment Of of humanity to get the cobalt to run the electric things. That's
1: one of the points that the solar panel people said. Because one of them said, I like the solar panels if they're made correctly. But if you get the solar panels that are made from slave labor, you're not doing anything. Y'all go down that Y'all can research that. Go research that. And I'll tell you a good thing to listen to
2: Joe Rogan interviews two different people on two different episodes about this. I got to be honest, I thought the guy who used to be, I mean, he was a climate, he's a climate expert, the one um, who, oh, yeah, yes, yes. Who, who basically said, yes, we're having climate change, but it's not all attributable to X, Y, and Z, the things that, you know, like us, mankind, he says climates always changing. it. He was, to me, he was more credible um, in what he would say, because he actually was able to take some of the things that I said and, and, and prove why that wasn't true. But in any case, you can go, listen I'm not telling you what to believe, because again, the three of us are not experts on this. I do think, though, as just common citizens, we have these moments where we just question, we can look and see what the average climate is, uh, you know, year to year, but you know, these. And certainly I know it doesn't snow here in North Carolina like it did when I was a child. But right. then again, you know, I was also taught in elementary school that the climate is cyclical. In other words, that the climate does change. And this was before all the climate change propaganda. So like I said, we don't know, but go take a look at it. There's, there's compelling arguments on both sides to look at. Here's where I think that, that a conservative like me, when I'm a financial, when I'm financially conservative, and I, and I don't believe in government overregulation, when it becomes so expensive and you're putting small business out of business on theories and not facts, that's when, when you tell people who can't afford gas to just go buy an electric car, sitting in your elitist position, you, you are so
1: a jet painfully,
2: everywhere. painfully <laughs> out of touch and you sound like a moron.
0: And, and riding around in your Suburbans with bulletproof windows everywhere you um,
2: go. Or taking private jets. I mean, I was listening right. to a podcast with three left leftist actors this week, and they're talking about flying around on private jets. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure I've seen you at like a climate change rally or something. I mean, this is what I'm just, again, It make it make sense. Please, right. if you think something and you really believe it, then act like you really believe it for good. Yes. Anyway, but again, let me just say something about leadership. A good leader takes responsibility for the things that they are responsible for. Even if it's not all their fault, they still know the buck stops here. Harry Truman said it. The buck stops here. I am sick and tired of Biden being essentially responsible for nothing. But in his defense, he probably isn't responsible for it because I don't believe his brain's there. Someone else is probably making these decisions.
0: But Literally, he he has not owned up to anything. He 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 has blamed and deflected every single issue since he became president on something exactly. for someone else besides his administration it's yep. crazy and the people yep. aren't buying it because you can look at the poll numbers
2: that's right that's right well truth and transparency equals trust uh-huh. there you go there you go well uh let's look. can we move on for a minute to talk about um drag queens the this the state of new york has spent a hundred plus million dollars on drag queen education. In New York schools. Mm. What in the Sam Hill? (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. I would no more take my boys to a strip club today. And my oldest is almost 24 years old. I wouldn't take him to a strip club. I wouldn't encourage him to go to a strip club. I would discourage him from going to a strip club. I cannot imagine taking them to
0: see. I can't. I, I, I can't. Like, what is the intention? Like, what is it? Baby I just can't imagine baby. it. Dude, okay, we have the video
2: of one of because okay, so it's Pride Month, and so again, the the uh, drag queen story times are for some reason, have hitched, hitched themselves to the whole pride movement, which I think is really disrespectful to a lot of the, uh, a lot I think of- so too. Like, I, I
1: hate that it's, it's, I think actually- it, it's like, it's like extremism, right? It's this one thing that's actually like turning people against right. them, I where do it was a lot more love and acceptance, you know, yeah. because it's like throwing, pushing this on people.
0: Right. And it's like, why can't we just, you do you, I mean, you know, they fought hard for, for, you know, Yes. Equal opportunities and, yes. and just to be accepted into society, you know, and, and I feel like we got there and yep. now they're it's taking like, some people, like not all of them, happens. they're because. taking a far, and they're, and they're messing it up for everybody else.
2: That's exactly, well, there was a, there was an example this week of a drag queen who spoke out about it. And again, what? you can what go and hell? look, sorry, you can go back and look at what we're talking about in one um in one of the video clips you can see children giving tips to these drag queens with a sign in the back that says something like it doesn't lick itself or something like that right okay so this is again taking them into environments that are not good for children if you think they are then you need to see
3: somebody what the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and ride around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It, it makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs, okay? So I don't think that this is an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home, and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part.
1: I mean, I it says it all right there. It's it's just so true. It's, uh, I, And that was a drag queen. I, don't, I, hope, I think you, you said yes. that. And I don't know when someone said that that was a recording from even like uh, months or a year ago. I can't yeah. remember, like, yeah. resurfaced. I don't know wh- when it was, but I, it's so relevant right now.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's it's inappropriate. And again, I, this, we've said this several times on the podcast and, and our approach with our children who, you know, thank God, have no problems, thank the Lord, of being kind to people who think and believe and act differently than right. they are.
0: Right.
2: It is a principle in our homes, be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind. You don't have to agree with someone, but you do have to be kind to them. And this whole idea that we have to put a stamp of approval and agree with every decision that anyone makes, especially if it's a decision that's outside the norm, is absolute ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's not even fair because when there is a when you have your core beliefs that you hold tr- true and that you that are dear to you, we have a country that was set up to protect your freedom to do that. I can't my in a public school setting, for example, my children are Christian, but they can't insist that their classmates pray to Jesus or even pray. They can't. Why? Because of the freedom of religion, that they cannot force their religion onto them but it's like they have turned this movement into a religion and they're forcing us to get on board with it. And if we say, I don't think children should go to see a drag show, then we're the bigots. Or I don't think this should be taught in school or the Florida bill. I don't think children under the age of eight should have any conversation about sexuality. You are now the bigot, that's wrong. That is wrong, that is not America and it's wrong. And the truth is more and more of us have to stand up and call it out and say it. Yeah, Yeah. I I love everybody, every listener on here, but if you're just relying on the three of us to say what you think, that's part of the problem. We actually are challenging you to say it too. Say it in your conversations, say it when you're having dinner. I'm not saying you gotta be contentious and I'm not saying you're trying to, listen, you can't convince anyone of anything, but you can politely say, I don't agree. I All actually right. think this is not good. I don't think this is a good idea. Because I think okay. <laughs> we just listen to a podcast. By the way, let's point everybody back to Barry Weiss's podcast too. I know we mentioned Cheryl Atkinson earlier. Barry Weiss, her podcast, honestly, Barry Weiss has been a Democrat, I believe most of her life. I think she still is. I don't know. She's a lesbian married to a woman. And her podcast is one of my favorites. And here's why. Because she thinks. Because she's a critical thinker. And she was formerly with the New York Times and she's been with the Wall Street Journal. She had a famous resignation letter from the New York Times because she saw what they were doing. She saw the propaganda, she saw the manipulation of truth. She saw it and she said, I don't wanna have any part of it. But she had two other lesbians on a podcast this week talking about this, the, the drag queen movement and all of that. And they think like we do, they're like, this is too much. And it's poisoning the waters. Like again, we don't have to. We don't have to bring drag queen story hour into the classrooms to teach children to be kind to people who aren't like them.
0: Right, right. There are other ways to do that. It's crazy. Yes. I even saw a video of like a pride parade somewhere. You know how people are dressed at those, like with like um, leather, you know, chaps oh, and all yes. kinds of. Oh, yeah. And there was a mom on the sideline, and the the little kid, probably like seven or eight was looking down and she was grabbing his face and putting it up, like wanting him to look, wanting him to watch. And he was like, not wanting to see it. And and, like innately and inherently, he didn't want to look. And she's like, look, look. And she's like grabbing him and making him look at these grown men and women who are dressed weird. It's like, you know, it's just, it's bizarre that parents are doing this.
2: No, it's not, it's not okay. And we have to stop
0: yeah, I don't if yeah. it's a trans person or a straight person. I wouldn't bring oh. my kid to a, a heterosexual pride parade where people are in the, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's just, it's all it's about, just, I
1: don't know.
0: It's y'all, just, if
2: I took my kids to a strip club and saw women n- dancing naked, is, is that, is that a crime? Is That would that be considered child abuse? Should be. Oh, you're supposed if they're to be like, you're supposed yeah, be, if they're like seven I'm or eight be, or yeah,
0: nine I'm or ten. Be you like have to be
2: 18 or 18, 20, 21 18. to get in, yeah. Yeah, so I can't take my children and I never would to the strip club, so I just don't understand how. How is that okay now? That what they're, this is their argument they're going to say, well, they're not stripping in front of the kids, but y'all saw the video that they, they weren't, it wasn't story time either. I don't know, it was they. It was a sexualized environment. It was a sexualized environment. And it's clear on the video.
0: Ugh.
2: Anyway, um, okay, so.
0: <laughs> okay. We definitely need to move on to Fau- Fauci. and I was gonna say. We yeah, gotta talk about this
1: before we roll this out.
2: Okay. Of,
0: we have a lot of more uh, COVID and vaccine things before we wrap up.
1: I mean, well, we won't I bore God. you too much because uh, we got a lot coming. Yeah. And we got McCullough on coming later. So, which, which, uh, well, what part of the, fa-
2: do, the Rand Paul, do you want to talk about? the Yeah, band? let's
1: do that video because okay. t- speaking of truth and transparency, if y'all no. haven't seen, they just authorized unanimously. And I don't know if this video was before. This or, is about
0: boosters for, that was for the boosters. Yeah. Sorry. Boosters but for 12 then, and 12 uh, to what is the, I don't know what the age category, I can't remember what the age categories are. I it's know, like, like I know six, months six months to five, to five years. Five. So and oh maybe five it's five like to 11 maybe? five to 11. They were talking about now they're author, authorizing boosters for a, a, a kids, basically. Not the youngest, mm-hmm. but still kids. And so um, Rand Paul interviewed Fauci. He was um, virtual because he has COVID. Mm-hmm. And I just asked him a few questions. And y'all, if you have kids, you need to know this and you need to share this. Yes.
2: That's right. All right, take a listen. It's on our Rumble account.
4: Everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster?
5: Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. The I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, 0 so, to 5, 5 to 11. Right. So,
4: that's so, so there, there are no studies, and Americans should all know this. There are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented were antibody studies. So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10 or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci?
5: Uh, Uh, No, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Senator well, that is the
4: proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's right. not an They're absurdity. On. You're already yeah. at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof? Now, I think there is yeah. probably some indication for older folks that have some risk factors. For younger folks, there's not. But here's the yeah. other thing. There are some risk factors for, for the vaccine. So the risk of myocarditis with a second dose for adolescent boys, 12 to 24, is about 80 in a million. This is both from the CDC and from the Israeli study. It's also in the Vera study, remarkably similar for boys, much higher for boys than girls and much higher than the background. The background's about two per million. So there is risk and there are risks. And you're telling everybody in America just blindly go out there because we made antibodies. So it is not an absurd corollary to say if you have 10. In fact, you probably make antibodies if you get 100 boosters, all right? That's not science, that's conjecture, and we should not be making public policy on it.
5: So, Senator Paul, if I might respond to that. Uh, We just heard in his opening statement, uh, ranking member Burr talk about his staff who went to Israel. And if you look at the data from Israel, the boosts, both the third shot boost and the fourth shot boost was associated with a clear cut clinical effect, mostly in elderly people, but also as they gathered more data, even in people in the 40s and the 50s. So there is clinical data, but,
4: but not in children. Well, well, again, see here's the thing is you're not willing to be honest with the American people so for example 75% of kids have had the disease. Why is the CDC not including this in the data? You can ask the question. You can do laboratory tests to find out who's had it and who hasn't had the disease. What is the incidence of hospitalization and death for children who've been infected with COVID subsequently going to the hospital or dying? What, what, is, what is the possibility if your kid has had COVID, which is 75% of the country's had COVID, what is the chance that my child's going to the hospital or dying?
5: if you look at the number of deaths in pediatrics senator you can see that there are more deaths of in people pediatrics. who have had it uh, of people who have had the disease uh, senator we also know from other studies that the optimal degree of protection when you get infection is to get vaccinated after infection and in fact showing reinfection in the era of omicron and the sublineages that vaccination but you can't body.
4: answer the question I asked. The question I ask is how many kids are dying and how many kids are going to the hospital who've already had COVID? The answer may be zero, but you're not even giving us the data because you have so much wanted to protect everybody from all the data because we're not smart enough to look at the data. When you released data earlier, when the CDC released the data, they left out the category of 18 to 49 on whether or not there was a health benefit for, for adults 18 to 49. Why was it left out? When critics finally complained, it was finally included because there was no health benefit from taking a booster between the 18 to 49 and the CDC study.
2: I mean, first of all, just side note, go watch this on Rumble because I would have thought that Fauci would have cleaned up his office before he went on a Zoom call.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. Woo.
2: I was like, dude, oh. you need a professional organizer to get up in there. All right. So there's one other part of this guys that I do I, I want to see if we can play real quick an yeah. important question he also asked, and I'm gonna have to play it through my phone because we don't have a computer tell me if y'all can hear this. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any
4: entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants.
5: Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalty. That's the
4: question. No, that's the question. Have you ever overseen, Have you ever received a royalty payment from a company that you later oversaw money going to that company? You know, I don't know is a fact, but I doubt it. Well, well here's the speak. thing is, why mm-hmm. don't you let us know? Why don't you reveal uh, how much you've gotten and from what entities? The NIH okay, refuses. So we ask them. We ask them, the NIH, we ask them whether or not who got it and how much. They refuse right. to tell us. They sent it redacted. Here's what I wanna know it's not just about you. Everybody mm-hmm. on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Right. Can you tell me uh, that? Can you tell me if anybody senator, on the uh, vaccine approval committees ever received are you gonna, any are you money to answer make a the question?
5: bite, number one Are you gonna let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement, according to the Buy dole Act. So let me give you some example. From 2015 to 2020, I the only royalties I have was my lab and I made a monoclonal antibody for use in vitro reagent that had nothing to do with patients. And during that period of time, my royalties ranged from $21 a year to $700 a year. And the average per year was $191.46.
0: So okay. if He just got done saying they don't they don't have to divulge it. No. So he just cherry picked a little small one for us to give yep. us a little nugget
2: 100% because when the question was first asked, all he had to say was if he he knows what he's been paid, what bullcrap to say, mm. you know, if you've been paid for it, he should have just said no, I have not. But we all know by not answering that way. We know exactly what the truth is. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And I can't wait for it to all come out. I cannot wait until we actually have people in Washington, D.C. I pray to God we start getting them in November that will investigate this man and everyone else who, had, who kept us from two weeks to two years.
1: I want them well, all. I want on. the investigation on the kids because it's truly criminal. I just want to point out a couple things here because there was a, I did a whole story and I'm going to have to go back and do a highlight because this is information that everybody needs to see and we'll include this link. There was a, um, I can't even remember if it was a sub stack or something that just went over about, it's this Pfizer trial ethical. So where Pfizer claims that the sample size of the clinical trial for ages six months through four years consisted of 4,526 participants, researchers only used a tiny percent for the serum test. 82 children ages six. <laughs> see, they're mad too. Um, 80, I'm mad too. I'll be barking too. A- <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what, what, what 82 children ages six to 23 months and 143 children ages two to four years old who had no prior COVID infection. Okay. So they did not even in- include kids who had previous immunity. And guess what? 74% at least of kids have already had the infection and they did not include them, okay? Yep. This is how you lie with statistics, y'all. This is how you get something unethically authorized. Then they said, so, so this person, whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, who was the control group, not the blood samples from other babies and toddlers in this very trial from the original pool, but a retroactive comparison of 170 random people, ages 16 to 25. So this is from, a, from Pfizer's previous adult clinical trial. They didn't even use the placebo group. Here's something that I learned too. Wait a minute, here's something else. It said, in fact, there were many more COVID cases in the trial group than the placebo group. 225 in the trial and 150 in the placebo, all right? Then one thing that I learned, they, it says they only focused on, they ignored 365 of the 375 COVID cases and just focused on a total of 10 of them. Six of the eight, okay, this says, while all previous children's study did not show any case of death or critical illness, this trial does claim there were eight kids who had, quote, serious cases, with one having gone to the hospital. Get this, y'all, six of the eight were among the vaccinated kids, as was the one who was hospitalized, okay? They're not going to tell you that. Not going to tell you that. And then with the babies, this is what's interesting. You've got to think about this. Pfizer's own report shows, let's see, 42, says 61% of the babies six months to two years old experienced a, quote, systemic reaction within seven days. This means it's not just irritation at the injection site, but something more longs of fever, chills, muscle aches. And this person says, so right off the bat, that should be disqualifying because that is in the upper bounds of discomfort. The kids would suffer from the virus anyway. The only rebuttal to this is that almost any placebo group patient, almost as many placebo group patients experience such reactions. But that in itself should be an indication that there is something fraudulent with the placebo group. It's understandable for for even a saline injection to cause irritation at the site, but systemic reactions—you have to think about this, y'all. And you know what I learned?
0: There's no risk. The risk benefit is like
1: is like negative. And they said the risks are so low in the childhood population that there were zero severe COVID cases in either treatment or, or control group. Um, 90, oh, this is something else. Not, I'm sorry, I just wanna show y'all this. 99.2% of vaccine recipients, this may be, I think this might be in the same, or maybe this is the older, um, older age group, but I'm just giving you more trial stats. Reported at least one adverse reaction after any injection with 25.3% of those reporting a reaction that was grade three or higher. Grade three or higher, from what I remember, is something that keeps you, like, basically, you can't go to work, you can't go to school. You may not be hospitalized, but it's that bad. So it's not just like something really mild. And I also didn't know this, that the FDA has no regulations concerning contents of placebos. So you have no idea what you're getting, if you are in the placebo group, it's not sailing, or we don't know, okay? Uh, there's just so much, and, and you know that they, um, let's see, with the six, six months to five years, the descriptive analysis was based on 10 symptomatic COVID cases identified from seven days after the third dose. And I'm pretty sure that was, was that the one that was, they only looked at it for like a month?
2: Yeah, there's so, I think two months, right? they 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 only even they've only monitored this over the study was two, two, two months. Which we this, all know this thing is the, the vaccine produces antibodies for about four weeks. So it's not even like I mean, there, there's no long-term studies. I think that's what we need to point out. There's so basically, no
0: if you vaccinate your your kid, um, you know, past two months, we have no idea what could potentially And someone made a really taking a a gamble. Yes,
1: and someone made a really good point that signs of myocarditis in a baby Mm -hmm. or a infant, a toddler, they're not going to know what those signs are. Just like that whole situation um, with the seven year old that died from myocarditis, he probably didn't know what was going on, and it may have been so mild. Some people don't know. It's okay. when they're like doing strenuous activity and that's when it happens. This sads, you know, that sudden adult death syndrome. But, yeah. but when it's happening to kids, I just want y'all to have your radar. Up. I want you to pay attention because these doctors that are given these injections and forcing or coercing or bullying parents into doing it or the parents who are scared to you also need to be scared of giving it to them, yes. not scared of not giving it to them because right. they can't tell you what is going on? They no. cannot tell you, and, and, and we are constantly finding out what's 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 in these what's in these vaccines.
2: Well, let's listen to Jeffrey Jackson, reporter Jeffrey Jackson, someone that the three of us really love to hear from. He's very detailed. He has always backed his um, commentary with facts, and he's talking about the Sads, Sids epidemic. Sids, we've normalized Sids. Think about it, girls. We have normalized babies dying over things that no one knows why they died. They just die in their sleep. And we said, well, we need to put them on their stomachs. We need to take stuff out of their crib. But even that has not eliminated SIDS. okay? So we have normalized babies, otherwise healthy babies, dying from things we don't know. And we give it a label and we just dismiss it. And we're doing that now with adults. They are normalizing adults dying from no known causes in their sleep or dropping dead. Take a listen.
6: Here's another set of stories we want to report on. we've seen this normalizing of, of COVID vaccine injuries throughout the media, uh, people with heart issues and things like that. But just to intro this story, I want I to introduce to viewers who may not have heard of it this, uh, a situation called SIDS. This is sudden infant death syndrome. and this is when a child, typically a, a young child is zero to one year old, suddenly dies. There's no uh, you know heart issues, there's no they just died and that's put down as the cause. And you know there's a lot of um, qu- questions surrounding that. A researcher named Neil Miller did some research on vaccines and SIDS because there's a lot of uh, cause, causal uh, um, coincidental situations with that. And he, this is what he found. This was the headline of his uh, research. This is an analysis. Vaccines and Sudden Infant Death, an analysis of the VARES database, uh, 1990 to 2019, and the Review of Medical Literature. So he looked at about 20 years, and he, he says this. This is one of his uh, conclusions. The finding in this study revealed that infant deaths and in SIDS Cases were not randomly distributed each day. Instead, infant mortality and SIDS cases reported to the VAERS tended to occur in temporal proximity to vaccine administration. That is, they clustered in the early post-vaccination period, day one through day seven. So they're finding a day after the vaccine to seven days after the vaccine, a lot of these clusters of these kids dying of this unknown illness, they were vaccinated. And so that brings us to the current headlines. We have headlines that look like this. Young woman who went to gym and walked 10,000 steps a day dies suddenly in her sleep. And it says here in the article, a fit and healthy woman who walked 10,000 steps a day died in her sleep without warning. They found Catherine had passed during the night. However, it was later determined she died of sudden adult death syndrome or SADS. This is something now that is attempting to be normalized. something
5: you would imagine you're reading on, a, you know, or watching on a Saturday Night Live episode. Let's be clear that we name things sudden infant death syndrome. That was always, I think, it was amazing how long that term has, has been around, how many parents are in support groups across the country and the world, all saying it was shortly after the vaccination as Neil Miller so clearly puts out there. But here we are now, all of a sudden, rising death rates on bears. We see so many actors, actresses, comedians, all these people dying in his sleep. You know, Ray Liotta recently. I mean, I don't know if he was vaccinated, but we were asking the question, right? When do we ever remember people just suddenly, sudden adult death syndrome? You
2: well, let me just point out, guess what country has the highest SIDS rate in the world?
1: Um, ours. Mm-hmm.
2: Us in New Zealand. Guess who is the most, vac- guess who vaccinates children more than any other country in the world? Don't tell me causation correlation BS, okay? This is something that we should be talking about. It's been happening for years. I know people who have lost their children to SIDS. Suddenly go in. you go, it's every mother's worst nightmare. You go try to wake your child up and they're dead. But then the number of kids, and I remember Cami Benton mentioned this when we had our conversation with her. The number of times SIDS occurs post-vaccination within that 24 to 72 hours is alarming. Why aren't we looking into this more? And now we see perfectly healthy adults dropping dead, hitting their head and dying from head trauma. But why did they hit their head? Right? Bob Saget. These, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about I'm not saying he died from the vaccine. I'm saying this is happening more and more. And you can tell the media is going to try to normalize this. That's just, well, it's like SIDS. You just right.
0: drop dead. You don't know why. And it's crazy how they normalize SIDS. I mean, when I was a mom, it's like, oh, we just, my baby has to lay with no blankets, no bumper, no nothing. Yeah. Just in yeah. a
2: desolate crib. Get a crib. flathead
1: and get a flathead
2: back here yeah. and, and, and wear really a helmet.
1: Thinking about it, you know, and I didn't think about it, you know, yeah. because, you, they tell you and you're freaked out. Your mom, you don't want to be the one that like doesn't do what they tell you to do, you know. And then something happens. But you have to think, how did all of a sudden we didn't have SIDS? Babies weren't just randomly dying before SIDS started, right? And so you have to say, like Jessica Rosa said, you know, she's the Bears ex, you know, kind of I would say the Bears analysis expert. But She was like, you have to look at what's different.
0: Our moms what put us on our bellies? bellies. Our moms put us on our bellies My and heart- babies. My boys,
1: my, my 15
2: and 23, were on their bellies. Yeah. I prayed over them, said, Jesus, please keep them breathing. Because guess what? They did not sleep on their backs. They had gassy bellies. But I'm for the first when months. did
0: the vaccine schedule Yeah. You have it's to Yeah. And, and when did changed. SIDS start? Because back when we were babies in the late 70s, early 80s, whatever, there was no SIDS. And yeah, then they added all it. those vaccines to the schedule in the mid 80s. Mm-hmm. And then and
1: just like now, there wasn't sudden adult death syndrome, and all of a sudden it's here. Yeah. Did it just pop out of the blue with the climate? Maybe it's because it's the climate. Yeah. yeah. Well, is it
0: birds? What changed?
2: If you Google why, if you Google why SID's higher in the US, the answer is um research indicates that socioeconomic inequality in the US. Oh, okay. <laughs> My lord. Let's take them to Africa where, we, we in India. Let's go to the slums of India and see what their SIDS rate is. It ain't like ours. It's probably zero.
1: Wow. That is their answer. That's such a liberal
2: Woo! talking point if I've ever heard it. Oh, because of, yeah, babies are dying because the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. No, in come justice, on.
1: Injustice. Come on. Oh my God. Oh my and, God. Okay. Is there anything that we've left well, off? That right is of, we, kind of ties in if we wanted to just bring up Juneteenth. Yeah. Sure. Just real quick, just some stats because if we're going to talk about, you know, blaming it all on race or socioeconomic status and stuff. So I sent Holly, someone had a really um, some interesting stats. So just want to share this. Um, I think it was Thomas Paine yeah. shared this. If you don't know, 13th Amendment, the abolished slavery. That was a 100% Republican support, 23% Democrat support. Fifteenth Amendment, the right to vote for all, 100% Republican report, zero percent Democrat report support. I'm sorry, what I said? Report. 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 (laughs) Sorry. Fourteenth Amendment gave citizens to freed slaves uh, citizenship. Sorry, to freed (laughs) slaves. 94% Republican support, zero percent Democrat support. Civil Rights Act, 1864, 80% Republican support, 61% Democrat support. And there's a quote that uh, he, he had. Thomas Sowell, Thomas Sowell, yeah. Was this from Thomas? Okay. Thomas Sowell, yeah, he's the economist. It doesn't, it didn't give his name on here, but I think, I thought that's what it it's was. Thomas Sowell. Okay, Owl. it says, blacks were not enslaved because they were black, but because they were available. Slavery has existed in the world for thousands of years. Whites enslaved other whites in Europe for centuries before the first black was brought to the Western hemisphere. Asians enslaved Europeans, Asians enslaved other Asians, Africans enslaved other Africans. And indeed, even today in North Africa, blacks continue to enslave blacks. Um, And there was also a really good, um, uh, there's a podcast with Charlie Kirk and a preacher actually from Raleigh. Oh my gosh, I wish I would have like looked at his name.
0: Yeah. But can I play,
1: can I play
0: that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet y'all didn't know um, that Republicans were the ones that voted to abolish slavery. Yeah. They were the ones who unanimously voted for all these things. I bet nobody's told you that. I didn't know that. Abraham, they, they like to keep that hidden. Because they try to paint this, well, the Republican the, Party as racist.
1: Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Well, isn't it Democrats um, with the KKK? I mean,
2: Yes, they started making...
0: I'm pretty sure that they started the cake yes, cake. yes, it started
2: out of the Southern Democrat Party.
0: Um, yeah. And, and Martin Luther King it. was a Republican.
2: Yes, he was. And here's the thing. Again, we don't care about your party, but what happens is, is that Republicans are the called racist bigots. Right. And we just want to say historically, uh, that's not the case. Okay, what were you going to say?
1: Yeah. I was going to play one of those no, I'm fine. I was just trying to see. I wanted to play one of those um, clips from that podcast. Do you want yeah, me to do one yeah, or both? Yeah, play one of them. Okay, so this is um, I, I just really liked what he said here. Oh, wait a minute. It would help with the volume. I want to try out. to get him on the podcast too.
7: Theory and what the pundits say about it and those who support it. I just say to myself, you know, for me to believe that you are inherently racist because of the color of your skin, that's asinine. Racism is not a color, it's a sin. It's a sin. The Bible says in Romans 3 and 23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When it references sin, there, it's talking about sin in general or all kinds of sin. And so sinners sin. Black people can be racist. Contrary to popular opinion, Hispanics can be racist. Pacific Islanders can be racist. Others can be racist. Asians can be racist, and white people can be racist as well. But racism is not a skin tone. So I'll push back against that lie. I believe that critical race theory is the Jim Crow era in reverse. Blacks are now doing to whites what was once done to them. Now, it was wrong in the 60s. Amen? A big hand clap goes there. It was wrong in the 60s to disenfranchise minorities because of the color of their skin. And it's wrong for us today to say that whites are inherently racist because of the color of their skin. Critical race theory equals racism and the church needs to fight it.
1: I thought that was so good. You know?
7: It's
2: true. It's true. And I think we have to have honest conversation about racism. And I'd love to have him on the podcast because
1: I think it's three... What's his name? Pastor John... A one
0: I- goat. I'm on okay. <laughs> Senior.
2: Okay. okay, Senior. Well, I wanna have him on because here's the thing, we've talked about this many times and I, I've had these conversations with some of my black friends. Like I don't, I, there's always this hesitation when you're white to be able to have the conversation because you don't ever wanna be misconstrued as being racist or unsympathetic to the plight of minorities in this country, right? But mm-hmm. I think it's to the point that we mentioned earlier I think some, especially younger Americans, truly believe we were the only country that ever enslaved a people. And and, and slavery was such a a part of, unfortunately, world history. I mean, the Jews were enslaved by Egypt. You know, God had to intervene to get them to be let go and set free. So slavery is not something that started in America. And it's not something that just happened whites enslaving Blacks. You know, and I think that's the greater conversation that needs to be had so we can put everything um, and understand the context of that America is so much better because it learned from its sins. It learned, I mean, slavery is illegal in this country and has been for a really long time. And that part of that progress, I think it's almost seen that in the last decade, we're sliding backwards into this victimization where we're now saying the descendants of these slaves are, um, uh, are still the victims as if they were still the slave. And, and you're, it's not the same. It is not the same. And, and I know, I mean, I can hear all the arguments that people say of like, you don't understand because you're white. I don't. You're right. But if you think I have not encountered racism in my white life, you would be very wrong.
0: Right. 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 Same. And I think that's just another one of those blanket statements that you can always throw out there and just say, well, you're, you're, you're speaking racist. from privilege, right? You're speaking from privilege. Just like, that's just like the blanket. Just like when you just say, Oh, you're racist. It's just, yeah. that's just the, how you can shut an argument down or shut yeah. somebody down just by saying yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, you just don't understand. Okay. Yeah. Then.
1: Right. Well, right. Right.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. We have a brain. Yeah. Well, And, and honestly, here's,
2: and the heart. here's the other part. Here's the other thing. Same with my children. My children will tell you, Anytime they've ever been victimized in some way, right? Something wasn't fair, they they were discriminated against for and yeah, white boys, right? But sometimes boys are discriminated in the classroom because they're boys. You have mm-hmm. certain teachers that do not like what well, they don't like boys and they don't appreciate their energy. Okay. So anytime any of those things have happened, I've never I'm always telling my boys, life isn't fair, and unfortunate things are going to happen to you. And it and what matters most is not what happened, but how you respond to it. Yeah. How you move forward, how you forgive, how you realize that you, at the end of the day, your mentality and your choices are directing the life you're going to live. Mm-hmm. And that's the conversation I want to get back to is how do right. we move forward from our past? Because it felt like in the 90s, when, you know, we were doing better. We we're doing better. Than I, but something's happened. In the two thousands, where we've shifted backwards into a greater divide again, and it's not healthy. And you know who it's worse for? It's worse for the minorities, because nobody, n- people don't operate from the optimal space when they're opt- to, when they're operating from a place of victimhood. Right, right, right. So that's it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, we got more to talk about, but we got to wrap this up because we've got another episode. We're going to be recording tomorrow with Dr. Peter McCullough again, because unfortunately, he's in the news. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, And I don't know when we'll air this, so I don't want to say much about it. But we wanted to bring his perspective back to the podcast to keep you informed. Because what I mentioned earlier, when I said you can't be quiet anymore, we mean it. We Mm -hmm. need to rally around these honorable men who are speaking the truth and trying to save and help people and not let this big propaganda pharmaceutical machine take them down. So stay tuned. This for is that.
1: The, the biggest discrimination that's going on in my opinion right uh-huh. now is Absolutely. The, and the, mis- about- the false misinformation, disinformation, all of that. Talk about
2: so. injustice. Man. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll see you later.
0: Thank you all so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs> oh,